it's Pastor Rebecca and I'm here with Jonathan Price. Hey everyone. And today we are coming at you with another podcast and today I want to talk about free will. Um, we all are given choices to make. You know, God is not a forceful God. God does not want robots. He doesn't want people that he forces them to do this or forces them to do that. He gives us a choice. And when you're born, you're born with free will to choose, um, to decide between paths that you want to take. He even gives you the choice on whether you want to choose him or not, whether you want to choose to follow Jesus or not, you know. And, uh, and it goes all the way back to the garden with Eve, you know. Um, Eve had, Eve, Adam and Eve had free will to choose. You know, some people ask the question, well, why in the world would God have, why didn't he stop things? You know, why didn't, if God knows everything and God knew that Adam and Eve were going to make the decision to fall, why didn't he jump in and stop everything? And it's because God is not a forceful God. God wants Adam and Eve to follow him because they choose him and because they they love him, um, not because he forces things to happen. I mean, all of y'all can, can, well, I don't, I don't know about everybody, but I know some people can testify to the fact that, you know, if you're in a relationship and you feel like it's forced or you feel like the person is just with you because of whatever, it, it, it sucks the joy out of the relationship because it's not genuine. But when you're with somebody that you know has chosen you and, and, and chooses you to be with you each day, that's different, you know. And so free will. And, and some people think, well, why are we talking about this? Because to be completely honest, I mean, free will is not embraced in all church cultures. I mean, some people think that our paths are absolutely predetermined and, and that we're predestined to go to heaven or hell, which it's not that at all. I mean, God knows. you. Ha we have free will, but God has the knowledge and knows who's going to choose him and who doesn't. Um, that's what that is. So, you know, a lot of times I remember in the church that I grew up in, you know, um, a lot of times you hear in different church cultures, well, I'm waiting on God to fix me. I'm waiting on God to fix me, and he's going to fix me. Well, if we, as we've said before, the reason that God gives us the Holy Spirit is for us to fix ourselves. He's like, you know what, I've, I've redeemed you by my blood. I've given you the Holy Spirit for you to walk in authority, for you to make the right choices, for you um, to fix your life, you know. Sometimes there are circumstances, of course, that are that are beyond what we can do, you know, and of course we need God in those situations, you know. We are not, we are not God. We are an expression of God, but we are not God. We're not, um, we're not omnipresent. We're not omniscient. And so, um, so in those situations, of course we need God. You know, it's, it's not a thing where I'm saying we don't need God. Of course we do. Um, but a lot of things that we say that we need God to do for us is not true. You know, um, God gives us the power to change our own lives. For example, you know, um, I go back to talking about the porn addiction that I dealt with in college, you know, um, people will ask me how I came out of that or what happened. I made changes. I changed my life, you know, um, I believe that God brought a, a spirit of deliverance through the, the pastor that I talked to and had a conversation to, but it was up to me to change my life. I changed my habits. I chose as a porn addict, I chose to go without my computer for six months. I did, I, you know, I only used computers in the computer lab at college where I was around other people for accountability. You know, I didn't listen to sexual songs and songs about booties and all that stuff anymore. I didn't listen to that anymore. Um, I didn't watch, 
I couldn't watch movies or shows that had like sexual content in them. I had to change that. I made practical changes in my life that helped me, you know, leave that addiction behind, you know, and that took time. It wasn't, uh, some people are immediately delivered and sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but it was practical things, you know, practical decisions. I remember talking to a friend one time who just couldn't understand why she couldn't get out of the situations that she was in. But I would tell her, I was like, choose differently. You've got to choose different friends. You've got to choose a different environment. If you're always going back to that environment, you're not going to get, you can't get well in the environment that made you sick. So you've got to choose. And what it comes down to, honestly, is we just don't want to make the right choices. We don't want to be responsible. We don't want to choose differently. We want think to do things our way, you know. Um, when righteousness is, you know, it means right order, doing things God's way. It's, it's, you know, like I tell my kids in the grove, it's God's way or the highway. And when I, and a lot of times down there, I emphasize choice a lot with them. I emphasize choice with them. I'm, I tell them, I'm like, you can choose to disobey and misbehave down there, but whatever you choose, consequences come with that, good or bad. You know, if you choose to disobey, you get bad consequences. If you choose to obey, you get good consequences. You know, there are things that, that um, there's a result from everything that you do. And it puts the responsibility back on them because when you let them know at an early age that they have the power to choose, but that power, what results from that, from their choices, is their responsibility. It makes them think a little bit. It makes them step back and be like, ooh, you know, I could choose to do this, but do I really want what's on the other side of that? So, you know, that's something that I like to encourage with kids at a young age. Put the responsibility on them, you know. Like, yeah, you can do that. You can choose to do that, but this is what's going to come from that, you know. And whenever you start young, it begins to, to let kids know, you know, I, I bring about the result. I had a, a young girl come and talk to me one time and, and she told me, she was like, Miss Rebecca, she's like, I'm, I'm kind of scared. She's like, because I realized that, and she was 12 at the time when she talked to me, but she's like, I'm kind of scared because I realized that my choices determine where I go in life. And I was so proud of her, you know, and I told her that she didn't have to be afraid, but I told her I was proud of her because she at a young age is demonstrating the knowledge of my choices matter. And you have choices every single day in everything that you do, in everything that you say, in 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 the people that you're around, in the people that you talk to, that you give your time to, in the things that you do, you have choices every single day. And, um, I mean, that's what life is. Life is just a series of choices. So, um, yeah, just kind of want to throw that around, talk about that a little bit. Jonathan, what you got to say, man? Um, I actually had a question I think might be helpful to people who might never heard of having free will and everything. Like, and it would, what would you say from Scripture could, would show for us about free will? Everything. Well, again, if you go back to if you go back to Adam and Eve, you can start there. You know, once again, God did not intervene. You know, God's all knowing, and He created them perfect, and He created them in a perfect, perfect environment. But you notice that God did not stop them from sinning. He didn't intervene when when Eve was talking to the snake. He didn't step in and say, "Hold on," you know. He didn't stop that from happening. He let it happen because. He, he gave them a command. He said, do not eat from this tree. He's like, every other tree you can eat except from this one tree in the garden, don't eat. And then he left it alone. He, t- he gave them the right information for them to follow. And Eve listened to bad information. Oh, this is getting into RLA stuff. Um, she received bad information, wrong information, and she followed that. You know, she made the choice 
to listen to a voice that um, to listen to a strange voice of influence into her life. And because of that, she chose to follow a path. And again, you don't see God step in and be like, no, Eve, don't do it. You don't, he just, he doesn't. Um, all throughout uh, the Bible with different characters, you see the result of, of choices. One thing I think that's really cool too, when you, one thing that makes Jesus a great leader in the Bible is Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, follow me. He didn't hold a gun to their head. He didn't say, uh, follow me and I'll pay you this amount. He just said, follow me. You know, he gave them a command and then and then they responded to it. And I, one question I asked myself um, a while back was, I wonder how many people said no. We see the ones that said yes, but I wonder how many people God asked, God said, follow me to that didn't follow him, you know, because sometimes we just assume, oh, those were the only people he asked. I don't think so. I think there were times where Jesus went up and said, follow me, and, and people just didn't want to do it, you know. But you don't see Jesus. I mean, even with Judas, Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. He didn't stop it. Of course, that led to a greater purpose. Um, but, you know, you see all throughout the Bible, choices and consequences, okay. David, man after God's own heart, we've talked about this before. You know, God didn't step in. I mean, I'm, now the Holy Spirit brings conviction, and you'll hear God's voice that will tell you you shouldn't be doing that, you know. God will speak to you, into, but he's not going to force you to, to do his will. God will let you, and I tell the kids this all the time, God will let you walk away from him. Sometimes people are like, oh, man, God is so far from me. God doesn't move. We move. We either move towards him or we move away from him. God says in his word, draw near to me and I will draw near to you, okay? He also says things like um, he, the proud he knows from afar. He talks about distance, all right? And so... He talks about uh, he talks about our choices and the choices that we make. That it's either us moving closer to God or further away. But if you look at all at all the characters, Ben, Jonathan, and I were just looking in Exodus about the golden calf with Aaron. All right, you know Aaron. <laughs> while Moses was up on the mountain forever, you know the the Israelites came to Aaron and they're like, you know, we don't even know if Moses is still alive or not. What's happened to him? Make for us a god of gold, you know. And Aaron was like, okay, bring me your gold. And he he got the hammer, he fashioned it, he put it in the fire and melted it and made it into this calf and everything. Um, and the Israelites, they they were punished because of that. They were punished um, in several ways. And, and then Aaron was confronted about it and he's like, man, they brought me their gold and I threw it in the fire and I popped this calf, you know. I mean, trying to thwart the responsibility of his choice when in fact Moses was like, you have brought shame on us because of your decision. I mean, Aaron was a priest, you know? So you see all throughout the Bible, uh, you see Bible characters, the results of their decision. Okay, let's look at some, let's look at a good example of a decision. Ruth, all right? Ruth, um, Ruth's husband had died, and Naomi told her, like, you're if you come with me and stay with me, you know, go to my land, you're gonna have no chance of a husband. You know, there's no kinsmen redeemers in our family. There's nothing like that. You know, you're losing your chance to remarry. So you need to stay in your own land. And Ruth made the choice and she said, no, it doesn't matter if I don't remarry. It doesn't matter if I don't ever find a husband. She's like, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And she made the choice to be faithful to God because she knew 
she needed to be with Naomi. She needed to be with Naomi's people around God's people because she came from a she came from a godless people, a people that worshipped idols and stuff. Um, from it was Moab, I believe. And she followed Naomi. And because she was faithful in that, she was faithful to God, she followed Naomi. Little did they know that Boaz was a kinsman redeemer and God placed her in Boaz's field and put them together. It's such an incredible story. But you see there her choice and decision to be faithful to God led to a huge blessing. So there are good choices and, 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 and bad choices. Um, or I, well, maybe I should just say there are choices and then you've got consequences that come with those choices. So what do you think about that, Jonathan? I think through, yeah, free will's real. You know, I don't think it could be, even though we might can almost try to believe it's predetermined, I, I, it would all be free will because, you know, you, like, for example, this podcast, if you're listening to it right now, you, you made a decision to play it and everything. So, yeah, I think free will exists and everything that it it wouldn't make sense for it to be predetermined what would you say to people that say the devil made me do it you know people say oh satan just made me do this or what would you say to people like he didn't make you do it you just gave access to it gave access to him gave access to him you know because it's like people who say man i just can't stop for example uh what would be a good example? Like porn, for example. Mm-hmm. I can't stop watching porn. Are you given access to it? You making the free will to watch it and everything, and therefore that would be something you're giving access to. Right. You know, and given access to, in that situation, you know, giving access to maybe movies you're not supposed to see or mm. mu- music you're not supposed to listen to or even, you know, even people that you hang around with that may approve of porn and think it's right you know um that's very very true but you know free will is uh free will is also a really cool thing i think too um i think it's cool because you know um i don't want a god that's forceful that's the thing is like i don't want a god that forces me to do things you know i was thinking about this the other day um and this is kind it's, it's an extreme example but it's it's it is, I don't know why I'm pressed to, to talk about it, but, you know, whenever you see a case of force, it never really ends well. You know, when people try to force you to do things or force things on somebody or, I mean, force is just never a good thing. And, um, you know, I, I hate a lot of Western movies. One reason I hate Westerns a lot, you know, now don't get me wrong, I love John Wayne, love Jimmy Stewart, I love... I love, you know, but a lot of Westerns feature rape scenes with women, and I hate it. Is There's always a woman in there getting assaulted or getting, and the other day I was getting ready to leave the house, and for that reason I don't watch um, scenes like that on TV because they're very, it usually makes me cry. They're, they're traumatic, you know, and I was getting ready to leave the house one day, and there was a movie that was on TV, and uh, it was about this guy whose daughter had been kidnapped, and, uh, I think it's called The Last Hard Men or something. It had Charlton Heston in it. Um, and this guy kidnapped his daughter, and I guess it was just to get back at him or something like that. Well, now this is a little bit what I'm I'm not gonna go into detail, but it's it's a little it's a little rough. So but I'm just being real with what I saw, you know. 
So I knew I should have not watched it. I was just like, I need to just keep walking. I need to leave the house. I need to go. But I watched it because I wanted to, I thought Charlton Heston was going to shoot, you know, the bad guy. But the bad guy had his daughter, and what he did is he had other men with him, and he he set the the daughter free to run down this hill to try to escape. And then he set the men free and said, go get her and do whatever you want with her. Well, Charlton Heston has a gun, and he's sitting here um, wanting wanting to come out of the woods and shoot him, but his friend is like, don't do that. They're trying to get you to reveal yourself so they can kill you, you know. And which I, that's messed up in and of itself. So she, the girl was raped by these guys. And I just, I, you know, of course I cried after I saw it. Like I just, it was awful. But I mean, I, I watched that and it made me think about the whole situation. And I'm like, it, it shows that force, you know, I just kept saying to myself, God, I'm thankful that you are not a forceful God. You don't force your children to do things. You don't force force you know I mean I, I and it made me think about that like the concept of of sexual abuse and stuff like that and how people will force themselves on others and 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 how people um will do things like that and it's so opposite of God's heart and who he is God is not an abusive God he's a loving loving caring God um he wants you to do the right thing. He desires you to do the right thing, but he's never going to force you. And I, you know, and I tell people, that's one thing that I love about God personally more than about who God is, is, you know, when God speaks to me, I, I told somebody this the other day, I was like, I, whenever the reason I love God so much is I've had people in my life speak to me out of anger and out of force and out of, and out of just, just cruelty, but God doesn't do that. There have been times in my life where, excuse me, I got hiccups, where God has been firm with me, where he has, he's told me point blank, like he's like, you need to stop this and you need to stop this now because this is not who I've created you to be or this needs to end. And he's been very firm and to the point with me, but I, but there's never a time when God has talked to me and even disciplined me that I have not felt loved by him. He has disciplined, even his discipline and when he corrects me, although it hurts, I know he loves me. And even the way that he speaks to me, you know, every day, I, I, he loves me, you know, and I feel that in his voice. And, and, and that's what I love about him is God is, you know, God is not like man. He's not like, um, you know, the spirit of the enemy. Satan is a forceful creature. He's just a forceful spirit, man. He, you know, he, he loves bondage and keeping people in chains and he loves slavery and he's he's just he's everything opposite of who God is and and so free will is something to be celebrated you know it's something to be celebrated and it's something to really think about you know to really weigh your choices every day and I'm going to be honest with you I'm not the best at this sometimes probably one of the biggest areas that I struggle with in, in in making choices and decisions is how I use my time. I can get so distracted in my mind and get so distracted by things and get so distracted by certain people <laughs> that I'm around. Um, but I, no, I, I mean, anyway. But I do. Like, I just, I'll get distracted and sometimes it'll be hard for me to focus. And I've always had that issue. Like, always had a, you know, and so I, I tend to procrastinate and, and then... I'll try to get everything done the day before or the night before, and then it's <laughs> it's stressful. Jonathan's calling me out right now. He's pointing out 
finger in my face. It's um, true. So true. it's that's a struggle for me. I and I I know that in my mind. I'm like I need to choose my time better. I need to choose to get in bed in a decent hour. I need to choose how I spend my time and 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 what I do, um, and things like that. So. I, it's an area that we all struggle with. We all struggle with choices, you know, choices about what we eat, uh, choices about what we say, choices about the people that are in our lives, whether people, certain people should be in our lives or whether we should let them go, choices about jobs, choices about school, you know. And the good thing is, is when you have the Holy Spirit, he gives you, he guides you in that. He gives you discernment. He guides you in that. He, um, if you, as Jonathan likes to say, you know, if you ask, he'll tell you. You know, he will tell you. God's not going to withhold from you. He's not a cruel God. Now, sometimes he may withhold certain information from you because of timing. Or as I asked my pastor today, I was like, will God reveal revelation if you're wanting to take a step forward? And he said, you know, if if God is doing that, then that means that you haven't fulfilled your current assignment yet. Um, things like that. So anyway, celebrating free will, you know, I, I think that's a great thing. And it's abused by people because... You know, people like to say, free will, I can do what I want. I do what I want. No no uh, judgment, no this, no that. No, there is there is going to be judgment. If it's not here on earth, it, it's going to happen. We will stand before the Lord and we will be accountable for everything that we say and do. It even says every idle word spoken will be accounted for. So, so yeah, um, I'm pointing at Jonathan for that one. So, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, be thankful that you have free will today. And the Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Okay, he says that in Joshua. You know, Joshua says, for me and my house will serve the Lord. And so I encourage you guys, choose. Wake up knowing that you have the power to choose and then use that power to make choices that are right, that are for God, for right order. Okay, your choices determine everything. They determine your path. They determine where you end up, your choices, you know, Um you, if you choose to drink and drive, you're going to face the consequences of that, and other people are going to face consequences of that. You know, if you choose to be faithful to your spouse, consequences there are consequences from that. If you choose to draw close to the Lord, the consequences he'll draw close to you. I feel like you got something to say, Jonathan. What you got to say, man? Oh, I don't have anything. To oh, say. you looked like you were wiggling over there, like you had something to say. Mm-mm. Just listening, just, just listening. listening. All right, guys. Well, um, <laughs> what do you do? You still look like you got something to say. I don't have anything I'm to say. I'm sorry. He's acting up over here. All right, guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, um, and we will see you guys later with another podcast. Have a great rest of your night. See you guys.